Today on All Business, I'm being joined by the man some people call Mr. Make Things Happen. He is a successful entrepreneur, founder of Harvey McKay University, and the author of seven best-selling books. This is the show for all those aspiring entrepreneurs listening because Harvey McKay has done and seen it all in business. We'll discuss his advice for growing your business and making things happen. Join this Hall of Fame speaker, businessman, marketer, and entrepreneur, Mr. Harvey K. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Okay, Harvey, I have known you for years, and it's just so much fun having you here. Let me ask you a question. I want you to go back in your memory because you're so good at what you do. You are this, you're so smooth at everything that you do. Was there ever a time when you, you failed at a pitch? <laughs> have we got about two hours? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember over in China, I was delivering a talk, and a woman got up and said, would you please list your faults? Oh, that's, that, after, that's after the introducer you know, started building me up and oh. so forth. But as far as failure goes, no, that's really important to fail as far as you know everybody gets a trophy today in today's society yeah but it's about winning fast not failing fast i love i love your comment you came up with that winning winning fast but as i look upon my career and how did i become an entrepreneur just a little bit of background yep always wanted to be an entrepreneur still have trouble spelling the word but that's exactly yeah, what you know, I, I do I too. Be. I oh, do yeah. too. I do oh. too. I always screw up the U Tough and the E. Word. Don't you do the same thing? But my father yeah. was a hungry fighter. He was yeah. a uh, newspaper man, headed the Associated Press for 35 years, national syndicated columnist, and he was pretty tricky. A lot of chicanery here. Eight, six, seven, eight, nine. He got me catting for him. He got me shoveling walks. Got me cutting grass. Well, got doing chores. Picking, you were doing picking, chores, picking right? Up, but I was making money. Yeah. Picking up pins, you know, bowling pins. Oh, you, as jobs, not just for oh, him, no, just as jobs. jobs. Oh, no. Were these his buddies that no, he got to these jobs? No, with? These were, no. well, of course. Had a yeah. few of them, like yeah. like selling ties and underwear. And yeah. I'll never forget, don't ever put more than three ties on the counter. You don't want to confuse the customer. And my first retail is detail, a lesson that I learned. So I was doing all of these different jobs, newspaper route and all that. Bingo. I wanted to become an entrepreneur. He kind of pushed me over the cliff. It's like my son who wound up at Stanford. Uh, I went and did an advanced management degree there, 11 weeks. Took my son, five years of age. Never said a word about Stanford. But I showed him the swimming pool, and I got him a jersey. I took him to a football game. He wound up at Stanford. Yeah. You see the you see the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit But Chad, you're wearing a big M M on your jacket right now. Of course. My business is in Minneapolis. You cut me, that's maroon and gold, Minnesota Gophers. I travel with the team. Uh was the privilege to be the uh, chairman and president of the National uh, Alumni Association. About seventy-five. Where did you go to alumni. school? I don't remember yeah, seeing that. That's the University of Minnesota. Yeah, is that where you went? I played golf there. Yeah. I was going to make my living there. But you were a tennis. You were a ranked tennis player. Ooh, you did. Your I homework. did do my homework. I don't. Homework. I got a good team. It does yes, a good team. But yes, I. Thank but you. but look, Harvey. I I've known you since you were selling envelopes. Yes. And I was selling envelopes against you. You were a little, a little, just a few years older than me, but not not by much. And and so I've always watched your career. You've always been a. I mean, from the, I remember the first time oh. your first book. I remember watching well, you speak. Well, back to tennis for a minute. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, no, that's yeah. how I'm going to make my living yeah. playing golf. Yeah. University quit, age 25 or 30, 40 years of tennis. 
then I went back to golf. So I'm still chasing that little white pellet. What's your handicap? Um, knowing you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's my handicap is my that's Well, I exactly. play, I play uh, approximately six or seven index. <laughs> And I'm very proud of that. Yeah, of good for you. Still hitting that golf ball. Yeah, you're doing. You're saying. You're, and the fact that you say index, you're you're doing it with great Should I respect. Should I say the tell you the secret though? Yeah. What's the secret? Well, it's what I believe in my philosophy and I guess my core value when it comes to improvement. First of all, my uh, my slogan is uh, the biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. Yeah. So I always believe that you can get better. And then when I get up in the morning and I shave every day, I have a post-it note. Yeah. You haven't hit your peak yet. Do you really have that up on there? Every single day. Do you, do you still like, Every are you one of those guys oh, yeah, that, that, that clip out things and say, hey, learned I got it? Learned it, from my, learned it from my father. I do the same But thing. back to uh, uh, why about golf. Uh, I've got about 15, 16 instructors, coaches. I have a speech coach. I have a voice coach. I have a humor coach. Run 10 marathons, New York's and Boston's. I have a marathon coach. I have a language coach. I've studied Russian, Chinese, Japanese, and Arabic. So I have a language coach in Berlitz language. I have a swimming coach. I have a golf coach. I have a tennis coach. You know, I have a memory coach here in New York. Why do I have all these coaches? That's, that's a good question. Well, because whatever my God-given talent is, Jeffrey, whatever my God-given potential is, that's it. Yeah. I can't do any better. So I'll have a time and action calendar. I'll get the best brains I can get. I'll absolutely practice the right concept. I'll try my guts out. And guess what? I don't worry about anything. Yeah. Because I can't do any better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've done in golf, of course, all yeah. these years. I still take lessons, still have pictures taken of me, still put a tape recorder still down. Still analyze it. Yeah. Anal put a tape recorder down and, and get instructions, you know, what here. What, what he said or she said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be she. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that's kind of my secret over a period of years. You, you, you are truly one of the most optimistic people I've ever seen. I've never seen you mad. Now, I'm sure you do with, the, with that McKay name. I'm sure you have that tendency well, let's, from time. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, ask me what I want on my tombstone. What is it? He couldn't sleep fast enough. Yeah. I don't want to go to bed. I, you know, I'm Like you, way. I'm yeah. afraid I'll miss something. Yeah. I don't but you, but, miss you, but, but even you were sitting here in the studio. We were filming this and actually taping this in my my film studio, right. my TV studio. But even here, you're smiling, and nobody has to see you smile. But I've always seen you this way. And whenever we run each other on stages or backstages, which has been many, many frequent times, you're always smiling. Well, I'm optimistic, and, and one of the secrets that I learned from my best friend in the whole world, uh, we're joined at the hip, other than my. Immediate family. I'm going to guess who it is. is. You know, Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we spent 30 years together, joined yeah. at the hip. He's my brother. We call each other brother from the stage. Uh, met him 30 years ago. But guess what? He's so doggone optimistic. He is. I mean, he's always, a wiry, wiry old guy, he, too. He'd, yeah. be a, he'd be a 20 point <laughs> underdog at Notre Dame, which wasn't very often. Yeah. And he'd think he'd win the game. I mean, because yeah. I was right there in the locker room with him. So I've learned. You have to surround yourself with winners. Mm -hmm. I have no negative friends. All positive Do you get friends. rid of them right away? And I learned that. Yeah. I learned that. Oh, if they turn negative, they're out of there. Yeah. So I've learned that from just, Holtz. How do you get rid of them? Do you just stop returning their calls well, or just slow? You know, it makes them a little bit more difficult that. to you reach them? Yeah. You get a chance every day to blackball anybody yeah. you want right. by who you want to go around with, mm -hmm. who you want to walk down the street with. 
whose call you want to take. But I learned that from Holtz. I've learned a ton from Holtz, just just a ton. Do you, Somebody asked me the other day, I was at a celebrity event speaking, and they said, Jeff, what about those little voices in your head that tell you you can't do things? I said, what voices? And they said, you know, those little voices before you go on stage. I said, you know, I stopped inviting those people to dinner a long time ago. <laughs> you don't have those voices, do you? No, or it would keep you down. Yeah. There's just no question. I, I, like to, I like to paraphrase it and say, believe in yourself. I, I, I say this to my audiences and my, my readers. Believe in yourself even when no one else does. Mm -hmm. And that's so very, very important, too. No, I don't have any negative voices. They're out of me. I have none. Yeah. But you have to fail. We start talking about failure. And failure, you know, Jeffrey doesn't have to be permanent. No, no, no. not at all. I've, yeah. I, I've, I look, I fail all the time. I, I just forget about them. You know, my favorite book on. is. I mean, I mean, other than swim with the sharks without being eaten alive, which of course is my my it's my number one favorite. One of my right, ones. right behind that, we got fired, and it's the best thing that ever happened mm -hmm. to us. Yeah, I interviewed Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, he told me stories that was just fabulous. I mean, he goes to work one day. We've got a private meeting. He's with Solomon Brothers. 75 partners drive 30 minutes away. CEO gets up and says, all right, we just merged our company. The following 23 have been terminated, yeah. and they announced Bloomberg's name. Yeah. But you know what he taught me? He said, if you don't learn something from that failure, then you haven't learned anything. Right, exactly. And so and here's what he learned, and I've been using it ever since. All right, when anything happens to a friend, all right, if it's a negative, a DWI, something in the newspaper, going bankrupt, divorce. chapter 11, divorce, mm -hmm. illness, yeah. pick up that phone, call him or her. I'm thinking about you. Anything I can do, let me know. Isn't that nice? It is nice because I, I, I'm sure – I don't know about you. I'm going to – I've had those calls. When I've been at the deepest, darkest, and I remember the people that made those phone calls. People remember two things in life. Who kicked you when you were down mm -hmm. and who helped you yep. on the way up? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be much help. It just needs to be an encouragement that you're there. Sure. Yeah, I got your back. Sure. Back to Holtz a minute, what he taught me, which I'll, I'll never forget. Hi, I'm Harvey McKee. I meet you somewhere. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Hazlett. Yeah. Right to my brain bank, I say to myself, what can I do for Jeffrey Hazlett? Mm -hmm. How can I help him? How can I add value to his life? That's what I learned from Holtz 30 years ago. I've been doing it every day. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's why I don't want to go to bed at night. Do, 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 I don't find people who subscribe to the same books we do. Like about 2%. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I'm, sure. I'm always looking to try to do that as well. I have a network. That's why people say, geez, all these people always come to you. All, you're always helping people. Well, yeah. I found out if you give, 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 you get, Isn't get, get. Fun? Yeah, that, exactly right. Fun? You know, it might not come right away. I might not see it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm helping my friend. And if I can help my friend, it come, It almost always comes back, even if it's only a good feeling. But it's why don't people get that? Well... My dad got it uh, as a newspaper man, and as I say, head of the Associated Press. So he gets a hold of me age 18. Harvey, every person you meet the rest of your life goes in the Rolodex file, which of course today is a computer. A little bit about him on the back of the card. Now he said, here's the key. Find a creative, underlying creative way to keep in touch. And that's what I've been doing since age 18. This has dramatically changed my whole life. So I've got about, uh, oh my gosh, uh, I, I, I got so many, I think I'm up to a couple hundred thousand names in my names. Rolodex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But that extrapolates 
to about 16, 18 million people yeah, that I can the reach, network that I can reach within you know six degrees of, of separation. Yeah, and so I've been doing that all my life. Yeah, but it's fun to help people. It is fun. It's let wonderful. Me, I, and let me take a break for a second because sure. I want to come back because there is some things that you've done, and I, there's a story I specifically remember that you told me one time, and I want to get to it. But I want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. We're talking about entrepreneurship with my friend Harvey McKay, about being great business. And I know one thing entrepreneurs need, great business people need, that's coffee. In 1950, an American entrepreneur named William Rosenberg founded Dunkin' Donuts franchise, and it still keeps owners running today. And I pick up my Dunkin' Espresso every single morning to help me make my day. And all business with Jeffrey Hazlett and America runs on Dunkin'. Do you drink coffee? No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit unique. I never had a sipper swallow of beer, wine, liquor, or coffee till age 27. Really? And I'm going to pay you right now, okay? Yeah. I'm going to give you $5,000 to your favorite charity, not you. Okay. All right, what age did I quit smoking? What age did I quit smoking? If you nail it, $5,000, okay. pressure's on right now. I'm going to say 30, a lot of people 39. Listening. Well, you're close. You, uh. missed, you missed it by 34 years. Is I, that- I quit when I was age five. Did you really? Yeah, I had, had one behind the garage. <laughs> you did, and that was it? That was the way it was? <laughs> that was it. That was it. Boy. You know, I didn't start drinking coffee until about a year ago. And then about a year ago, I started, and I, and I gave up soda, and I gave up all the other things. I do drink wine, and I do drink a little whiskey, um, and uh, I drink water. Those are the things I drink now. So Surely. Let me, you've got another good friend, uh, Larry King. Yes. Tell, tell me about the story. Talked to him yesterday. We, we, did you really? Yeah, well, yeah. we talk. Well, you talk every, all the time. Every, every time yeah. I see a picture, I see the sure. two of you guys together as well. The, uh, but what, there was a story about you where you were doing an interview with him or you were trying to talk to him about the book, and you, you were in an elevator, <laughs> well, and he wouldn't give you the time of day or something. Well, and, no, you're, you're close. Okay. Thank I, you. I don't know right. how you remember that. I, 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 don't, I don't tell this very often. Probably haven't told it five times in my life, but uh, as long as we're here, uh, well, please let my. New York, I, I got a special crowd. No it, one will know. It happened. <laughs> hey, definition of a secret yeah. is when one person knows. Exactly. So no longer it's going to be a secret. No, I uh, I write swim with the sharks. Late '80s. Uh, the publisher William Warren Company sends me to an advertising agency. I roll over the next day as soon as the books were printed. I hold up and I'm ready to hold up my book and cut an ad. Yeah. There's King holding up his book. Tell it to the king yeah. is his book, and then all of a sudden, oh boy, hey, I might get on Larry King. I gotta meet him. Well, that was That's, the radio show yeah, that he was doing this, then. Was this, it the radio show then? It was the radio show. That then. Which, which powerful. It was powerful. Oh. I can remember every night listening to Larry King, and it. then there was a guy that was after him. Do you remember him? Yes, uh, he was. He was. Larry star. was it Williams. He, he was a star. Bruce too. Williams. Bruce Williams. Bruce Williams. He was a star. Too. Exactly. I love listening to Bruce Williams. Okay. That's so old now, school. That's old so school, King, Harvey. King's holding up his book. All of a sudden, they say next. And he shoots out the door, and now I'm, I, I must have cut a terrible head. God, I missed an opportunity. So I walk out to hail a cab. There's King walking out at the same time. He was delayed on the phone. And all of a sudden, his super stretch, super stretch, yeah. limo comes up, pulls up to pick him up. I'm holding my hand up for a cab. He looks at me and said, which way are you going, kid? He called me a kid. Yeah. I, I said, Park Lane Hotel, jump in. He said, I'll give you a ride. Now, this is High Soprano. Yeah. I've got this seven minutes, a seven-minute ride to get on Larry King. Yeah. That little bit of pressure? Yeah. All right, I think I think that a third of the people in my shoes would have started talking about how good they are. Mm-hmm. I think another third of the people would have started talking about, you know, how good Larry is. I think the next third would start talking about uh, do you know this person, do you know that person? No, but my father trained me. 
what can I do for Larry King? So I'm making small talk, just kibitzing, schmoozing. Yep. One minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Can't come up with anything. Bang, three minutes before the Park Lane Hotel. I got it. Larry, I said, I've studied publishing for two years. I said, are you interested in selling a lot of books? That's why I write them, kid. Yeah. Okay, so I said, well, I've, you know, I've talked to agents. I've talked to publishers. I've, talk, I've talked to all kind of lawyers, agents. I said, maybe I can give you a couple ideas, all right, as to the, as the, whether you want to sell a lot of books. Like what? I gave him seven constructive suggestions right there on the spot. He said, turn the motor off, James, or whatever his uh, <laughs> driver's, driver's name. name. He kept me there a half hour. We talked. Had me on his show next week, the following week, 50,000 hardcover books. Yeah, wow. And then Oprah picked up on that, and then I was on Oprah the next week, and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you yeah. if it wasn't for Larry King. And that limo ride. And that, and that delayed the delayed call but, and but the elevator. The, but you see the point? Yeah. What can I do for you? Absolutely. How can you add value to somebody else's life? That's the kind of persons that you want to meet with, talk with. That's how your thinking wants to be. Everything. And I well, I have to say it too. People don't understand that fifty thousand number. Let me give you this facts. There this year alone will be three hundred ninety eight thousand new business books out this year. New titles in North America alone. The average life of sales of a business book is right at today seven thousand five hundred copies. That's for right. the average. That's right. So when guys like you are selling a million and you know I'm selling a quarter of a million or whatever it might be, yeah. whatever those numbers are. I'm proud. You know, that's yeah. a pretty good number. That means somebody else hasn't hit that lifetime average. Very very proud. Have to tell you how this got started if I can. Absolutely. Okay, and it's back to the Rolodex, back to my father. And so just very succinctly. So I've got a manuscript and there's a couple million people want to write a business book every year. Yeah. You know, want to be. Right. Yeah. Well, there's three, there's people. three million, there's three million published every year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going back though, the late 80s oh, now, yeah, okay. when I wrote Swim with the Sharks. All right. So all of a sudden I got a manuscript, want to get published. William Moore own company. All right. Now most, okay. If you're a first time unknown author, first time unknown author, they'll print 10,000 hardcover books. Tom Peters, In Search of Excellence, 10,000. Ken Blanchard, One Minute Manager, 7,500. Yeah. You want them to print more, so they won't make an investment with you. I get an appointment, CEO. I've had three three meetings, now the big appointment. Summit meeting, CEO, President, VP National Sales. 45 minutes into the meeting. Now remember, I'm a first time unknown author from the flyover state of Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> and I want to get published. 45 minutes later, I ask for the order. I say, I'd like to... Have you seriously considered printing 100,000 hardcover copies Swim with the Sharks? We're in the 37th floor. They told me to jump. Okay, <laughs> VP National Sales folds his book, papers. Thank you very much, Mr. McKay. Obviously, we're not going to get together. And he screams at me, who are you? Come in here and ask for 100,000 first printing? Never do that. I brought in two humongous briefcases. We're in the boardroom. I and then took out two huge Rolodex files at the time. Yeah, 6,500 names. I start going through the cars. Pillsbury, 18,000 employees. Do envelope business with them. Maybe they'll read the book. Maybe they'll pass it around. Here's General Mills, 23,000. Here's Honeywell, 9,000. On and Oh, we do business in five countries. Today it's 20. Here's France, Germany, Spain. Maybe it'll be an international bestseller. Yeah. Three weeks and three meetings later, they published 100,000 hardcover copies, 
Swim with the Sharks, which now has turned into 10 million in 80 countries and yeah, 55 languages. So yeah. I'm proud. Do you go back in that first book? You had the Harvey McKay '66, yes. which is iconic. Was, I mean, every salesperson that's worth his weight in gold knows what that is and knows the value of that. So, do you do you ever think about? Uh, well, you probably have revised well, it a little bit or it's changed a little bit. You, you may, yeah, you may disagree with me on this, but from my perspective, I don't think there's anything new in business. The oh, way I agree with you. the way we get our information is off the charts, but but I'm saying to be a success. All the concepts, all the philosophies in the last hundreds of years of people that have made it, the Dunkin' Donuts person mm -hmm. that, I, that I don't know, everybody, those concepts haven't changed. But I did have one new idea. Again, back uh, when I was 21 years old, quite frankly, I'm selling envelopes. I've got 300 accounts, Pillsbury, General Mills, 3M, Honeywell, all these companies. And all of a sudden I came up with 66 questions that I wanted to know about every customer I call on. I want to know. I want to know your background. Yeah. I want to know what School. your hobbies are. Yeah. I want to know your kids. I want to know your spouse. I want to know what she does. Assuming you're married. Mm -hmm. I want to know where you go on vacation. I want to know you're politically active. I want to know your hobbies. So I came up with all 66 questions. 66 question on the form. Does your competitor have more and better answers to the above questions than you do? Yeah. See, people buy from other people because of likability, chemistry, people skills. And you know what I call this? I call this humanizing your selling strategy. So I put that in the book. My guys went nuts. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, you're giving How away the sauce. Away the store. <laughs> I said, look, I said 90% of the people aren't going to do it. They won't do it. And the 10% that do do it, we've had a 30-year head start. Yeah, or what if they do it, about? you'll hire them. <laughs> <laughs> You can hire them because they'll want to come over and work for a winner, right? right? That's exactly. usually the case. Exactly. How did you get in the envelope business? Well, I uh, again, remember all those jobs we started talking yeah. about at the early part of the program? So I did all those jobs. I go to the University of Minnesota. I come out. I've got my sheepskin here. Only graduate my family. Want to start at the top and work up. Yeah. Kind of cocky. Yeah. Chap lips from kissing the mirror too much. I mean, I really think I'm good. Hey, we all do, don't we? <laughs> yeah, and the good ones want so, the ball. Hey, the winners want the ball. So they hired. <laughs> yeah. So they hired me in an envelope company. Yeah. Quality Park envelope company. Was it quality? Was it Quality Park? Yeah. yeah well, Paul. We, own, we own Quality Saint, Park. I, I forgot about you, that. Sure. I forgot Saint about Paul, that. Yeah. Saint Paul, Minnesota. They threw the yellow pages at me. Good luck, kid. And so I was having all kinds of problems the first six months. And this, this is just an aside, brief aside story. So I wait for one of the old Grizzlies to come in. In his 70s, Carpenter was his name. I said, say, I've been selling here for four or five months. How long do you call in a prospect before you stop calling? And he says, depends on which one of us dies first. <laughs> Persistence. I've only had one. Hey, Jeffrey. That's good advice. Jeff, Jeffrey, I've only had one job my whole life. I've still got my envelope company. Yeah, exactly. You know, other yeah. than the books and the columns. Yeah. Well, and the you, sold, you sold it, but you got it back, right? I got it. I bought yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah, but so that's how I got in the envelope business. Uh, started working all those odd jobs. Then my father, okay, yeah. interviewed the CEO of Quality Park Envelope Company, which was then Brown and Biglow. He interviewed him in jail, in prison. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a fair story about him. And he called him back in prison. My father visited him after he wrote the article and said, do you have any kids? Yes. He said, how many? Two. Is one of them a boy? He said, yes. Have him come and see me. I'll give him a job. Is so that right? He gave right? me a job in the factory. Wow. Started sweeping floors. Yeah. Okay, work in the shipping department. Yeah. 
And then that was it. Worked did you run the up. line? And did then you, did no. you run the line at all? No, no, yeah. no, didn't do that. Yeah, okay. well, that's all right. That's good. That's all right. All right. But, but you were sales. I mean, that was the key. Then, then they pushed me in sales for five years, and yeah. I struck out on my own. Should I tell you how much confidence I had? Um, I, how much? I, I walked in the CEO. I walked in the president. Uh, I had purchased a dilapidated uh, uh, nonprofit uh, uh, on the verge of bankruptcy envelope company, six, seven employees, yeah. a couple machines, a little little printing press, and I looked at those two, that CEO and president, honest to God, verbatim what I said. If it doesn't work out for me, may I have my job back? <laughs> <laughs> and when I went over there, guess what? How much confidence I had. I didn't change the name. It was called PayPar. P-A-Y-P-R. Paypar envelope. Paypar. Yeah, but I no. didn't change it. Want to know why? Why? If I went under. Oh, you didn't want to have I your name. Have my name exactly, on. exactly. So right. I waited oh, two sure. years until I made it. Yeah, you knew you were going to do it. That's good. Hey, I want to, let me, like, take another break, and then I want to get into rapid fire, and then I want to get into some things about education, because I want to talk about Harvey McKay University, because I, I love Thank what you're you. doing the way you're doing it. Thank hey, you. let me talk about Liberty Tax. It's great to have the good folks from Liberty Tax on board, all business. Liberty is the fastest-growing retail tax preparation firm with over 4,000 offices across North America. It's a great seasonal franchise opportunity. A lot of people are doing this in, in their off-seasons. I know some farmers. I know some accountants. I know lots of different people that are out doing this. It's been kind of cool. Some office service people I just met who are also Liberty Tax franchises. So, so if you're looking to get into the business and add another service to your business or just great tax prep services, look to Liberty. You know them. You see them. I see them all the time waving. They're always waving. They have those waivers, which is kind of cool. You get to see them during the tax season. You, you probably did. You stopped doing your taxes a long time ago, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I'm sure. They're pretty complicated. Okay, Harvey, this is going to be a quiz, yeah, and you, you're not going to win this one. I'm going to tell you right off that I know how competitive you are, but I, I got some tough questions here, and I always do a rapid fire about trivia. And so, first of all, I'm going to give you a, a layup. What's your favorite envelope? My favorite envelope? Number yeah. 10. Number 10? It's the biggest user there is. It is the biggest one, yeah, right? We, we make 25 million envelopes every day wow. and we make more that's every day every day that means you got to sell yeah 25, 25 million, million yeah, you gotta, you gotta sell 26 million day. and yeah. most of them are number 10s yeah number 10 number wow 10. that's an no, eight, for, for those that eight. don't know a number 10 is a normal envelope that you see almost yes, every day business envelope. four yeah. and eight nine and a half yeah so um you helped bring the 1992 super bowl to minneapolis who won that game Whoa. Yeah, how's that? Oh, my God. I had Fran Tarkenden on the show here recently, too, oh by the God. way. Oh, my you, God. You know Fran. Well, well, don't I have a secret link I can call Fran? No, no, there's no secret okay. call. There's it, no saving it, call. In 92, I've seen 35 Super Bowls. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can. That's the only reason why. How's that for rationalizing? Yeah, but, it was, but you're, you're stalling. Who, 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 who stalling won for that answer. game? Hey, I was a Miss America judge. That, that's good. When you ask me, they always repeat yeah, the question, remember, yeah. and then they stall yeah, it, because they're trying to think of what to say. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. Um, let's see, Oakland. We we lost. I'm gonna give Oakland. you. A, it's a, it's uh, near Baltimore. No, no, it's near Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too much. The you're, Washington you're, Redskins. Redskins in 92. And they beat the Buffalo Bills oh, well. 34 oh. to 24. Yeah, I I wouldn't have remembered Come that on, either. Buffalo's yeah. lost four Super Bowls. Yeah. As the Vikings have lost four yeah. Super Bowls. Come on. But, um, no, but number 10, boy, he made a nice career out of that, didn't he? Fran Tarkinian, one of the best of the best of the best. He's, one little one little visualization image I have of him. Mm-hmm. He's falling down. Okay, being tackled. Yeah. A couple seconds ago on the clock, he's calling timeout with the ball in one arm. You got it? Yeah. And then calling timeout as he's falling to the ground. 
That's, to save a nanosecond. That's awesome. That's a start. That's a fighter. That's, that's a fighter. A okay, who was the well-known CEO who blew the roof off a factory early in his career? You remember this one? Well, I don't remember that one, but my who blew the factory? Well, it wasn't the factory, but I thought you were going to talk about Sam Walton, but go ahead. No, Jack Welch. Oh, well, yeah, he was running a pilot plant at a company while experimenting with a new formula. There's a small explosion and blew the roof off the factory. Well, can you believe I'm on? Uh, <laughs> uh, I endorsed his book. Yeah, uh, he wrote a. Well, he's written a lot of books. So yeah, yeah, one of my he's heroes. Done well. Never heard that story before, but nor has probably most of the audience. No, exactly. We we dig which, that stuff which, out, which is good. Yeah. yeah, I would call you the champion of useless information. Yeah, exactly. I'm very good at it. Trust so, me. So that was Welsh. <laughs> Yeah, let me just tell you, I went on the cover of his book, because there's a lesson here. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. I always talk in lessons and stories. Control your own destiny or someone else will. Yeah. And he came up with a word in that book called boundarylessness. Oh, boundarylessness. Yeah. that's a great word. Now, let me just tell you what that is. Mm -hmm. he, figured out, uh, he figured out that if he could get everybody talking to everybody else and there were no boundaries and cut down almost all the plants, 250, 300 people per plant, they would talk to each other. And they said that's one of the breakthroughs in his business career. Yeah, Isn't that I, wonderful? I think what the other piece of it that he talks about is take that bottom, I, I take out the bottom third, but he talks about the 20% taking, always taking and replacing. Is it 20% that he talks about? Mm -hmm. Replacing so. and always working on Let me ask you another question. How many football fields oh. in, the, in the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, how many football fields could you put in the Mall of America? Well, my office is 20 minutes away. It's one of the probably the seventh, eighth, ninth wonder of the world. Yep. Uh, when they build it, the the Japanese came over. Oh, everybody comes it, over. Are you I, I kidding mean, me? It's a mecca. Can you imagine the Japanese coming? That was when they were flying high. <laughs> yeah, not not the last yeah. ten years. Yeah, no, okay. it was a little tough. And so, how many football fields could you put inside there? Yeah. Just take a guess. Oh man, let's see. I couldn't even drive it. I'm talking about a dr golf drive. Okay, yeah. let's say 300 yards. And I can't only hit it 2.30. Let's see. Um, it's just the right, one, one level. How many football fields, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about four, four, 500. Oh, not that many. Well, I, if, you, uh, if you add all three knows? fours, yeah. it's 78. Well, it's 9.5. That's yeah. 2.40. Yeah, pretty, pretty close, yeah. yeah you said, oh, you said only Yeah, one just floor. one level. Yeah, one, one level. Okay. Uh, that was a trick question. All right. Of course. Here, here's a good one. And uh, what common piece of office supply was invented in Spring Valley, Minnesota? The calculator. Oh, close. The stapler. Oh, my That's my goodness. favorite office supply, by the way. I, that is my favorite. I, I'm a real stickler about having a stapler on my, in my desk or on my I'll desk. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you kind of personal about stuff oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Very personal. Yeah, me too. Very right? personal. Scissors and staplers. Sis very, very. Mm -hmm. Do you still, you still, well, I know you still clip because you just wrote a column about my book, which I appreciated very much. And you, listen, folks, this is what he did. He brings me the clippings. This is that 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 well, that's I'll pretty cool. I'll, I'll tell you, that's it, pretty cool. You know, I've been writing one column a week for 20 years, so that's a little more than a thousand columns for 100 newspapers with a circulation of 10 million, which of course I'm quite proud of. <laughs> you should be. be around for 20 years on that. Yeah. But I will I will tell you this, and this I'm not not blowing smoke. I really mean that. You did tick a nerve with that book because I can tell every week after 20 years on my feedback they make me put my email, you know, yeah. in, at each end of And you're getting column. emails? Oh, no, no, you hit it out of the park. Awesome. Uh, it was close to a 450-foot uh, Grand Slam. Ooh, I like Ninth inning, ninth inning, That's the seventh big. game 
of the World Series. That's thinking well, you big. You really did. You, yeah, I would thanks. say it was one of the top five columns in the last couple of years. That's awesome. I love so to hear that. That's great. on your book. Well, we're having well, a lot of success. Well, you earned it. You well, earned we've, it. Been, we've been working at it a long time, as yeah. you well know. And, sure. you know, and listen, when I think of you, and I'm, I'm watching you now in your career, you're working harder now than I remember 20 years ago. You're, you're doing more now when I would think quite, and I'm not saying, I don't want, to, I don't want this to sound, uh, oh, I don't even know what the word I want to use. This is, should be when you should be taking a little bit more easy. You should be relaxing a little bit more, going out with your wife a little bit more, which I know you're going to dinner tonight. Right. But, you, you know what I, you, but you know what I'm saying, Harvey? When we get to a certain level in our life and I'm, of, of status, of, of success, we can afford to take it a little easier, but I don't see you doing that. I see the I see like you're pouring more gas on the fire. Well, I think a lot of people would believe in this philosophy. Uh, find something you love to do. You'll never have to work a day in your life. And so that's what it's been constantly since I got out of college, 21. Still have my envelope company. you know. Yeah. And all these years later, you know, since 1987, still writing books and columns and, but and it doesn't fun, does, speeches. But it doesn't feel like work, does it? No, no, no it doesn't. of course you, not. That's we, why. You, you do this for free. Oh, without yeah, question. But that's how we get, you know, without, getting paid is how we get keep without, score, right? Without <laughs> question. That's right. Yep. Let me ask you, um, you, you've got something going that I've actually seen, and that's the Harvey McKay University. Yes. Which is, um, you know, an MBA in a box, an MBA online. It's, it's, it's what you could go and I mean, you couldn't even go to Harvard to get this. This is the kind of people you've got in this. I've seen them. Uh, the Larry Kings, the Ken Blanchards, the, the, some of the greatest they're, minds in the world. They're that, all there. They're all there. And I watched the video. I've watched, and I haven't watched them all. Yeah. I'm doing my best because you, you have yeah. so much stuff in there. It's so much great material. Talk to me about how you got this started. Surely. And I'll make a short story long. I, I like I'm them kidding, both. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Be very, very concise, very brief. Um, approximately four years ago, I started a roundtable. A roundtable with 25 business people that would be running businesses from $2.5 million to $200 I remember you telling me about dollars, yep. men, and, men mm -hmm. and women. And uh, I put on six programs for them, brought in world-class thought leaders, and some top, top speakers, of course, here in the United States. I then put on 10 teleseminars for the people every month. So I get up there, I have a teleseminar, sales, marketing, negotiations, networking, entrepreneurship, hiring, firing, memory, time management, uh, you know, just a few subjects. And then all these people would be at their businesses around the United States. I didn't know who they were. I just put them together. That's all. And, of course, it worked. The chemistry was terrific. One, word, one, one solid year, they got six hours of me, one-on-one, -on -one, plus the six programs. They then wanted to do it again, expanded it to 30 people, 22 men, eight women, did the same thing. And some of, the, some of these, now, you went places too, didn't oh, you? Oh, you six went to different. Your, oh, I went, yeah, to you went, to private. went to Larry King's home. Yeah. So here's some of the, you know, Giuliani's uh, office uh, and so forth, both sides of the aisle represented. So here's, here's the kinds of persons I had. Yes, of course, Lou Holtz came and presented one of my closest friends, as you, you already mentioned, yeah. Ken Blanchard, John Wat Maxwell, oh, number yeah. one in the world, not in the United States, yeah. in the world on leadership. Uh, had in Ken Dykewell, number one in the world, okay, on, uh, on transitional selling and generational selling. I mean, just tremendous. He's advised four past presidents and just a plethora of other speakers, which we, we don't have time to mention. So there's 100 hours of learning up there, which is very important. Now here's the three things that very few universities have. Number one, ongoing, so it's not a one-shot deal. 
If you sign on, if you want to purchase this university, it's a one-time, that's it. Yep. But you're going to get new information this year, next year. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. It's going to be there a long time. Number two, here's the beauty. Everything's transcribed. Listen online. It's an online university. Listen online to Lou Holtz. Take notes. Press a button on your computer. Three minutes later, 30 pages spit out. Word for word. Word for word, what he just said. All 100 hours. My seven books are up there. Mm. All 100 hours. And now, number three, there's quizzes. So if you want to test your kids or your managers or whatever it is, bingo. Or go back. Or go back, yeah. Or make sure that you know the material. Right. Just 10 questions, but you can't pass them unless you've read the material. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Harvard, Stanford, Wharton... Michigan, University of Chicago. McGill. I'm lucky, in, I'm lucky I teach. Well, I teach at all those places over 27 years. I've lectured there. And I can tell you it costs $125,000 for an MBA. Yeah. These people paid me for two years, these 30 members, $150,000. So I started shopping around. And I figured, okay, I'll ask 100 guys, men and women, who's the brightest in the world on selling online? What's the price point? 5,000, 4,000, 3,000 they came up with, 2,000, finally settled on 1,000. So there's a $1,000 price on their $990 right this minute. However, I just launched it 90 days ago. And because of you, Jeffrey, and because uh, I want to get some exposure, of course, and especially in the C-suite yeah. and in executives, okay, sure. there is, you can purchase all of this, even money-back guarantee, for one hundred dollars. Wow. One hundred dollars. Great, a great yeah. bargain. And, Unbelievable. And, and all you have to do, go to Harvey McKay University, and everybody spells the name wrong, but it's M A C small K A Y Harvey McKay University dot com. Now you put the promo code in, okay, and you put in all business. It can be has to be has to be single has yep. to be just all business. No no, yep. no space. Yep. Lowercase. Because it's all Lower, business. It's always all business. Actually, it could be uppercase, too. Sure. <laughs> sure. Exactly. But it's all business. It's That's all, the key. All business is your promo code. Yep. Thanks to you. They're receiving this because of our relationship for $100. That's awesome. And, and I can just tell them, uh, I think that uh, if they give that to their kids, if they study it themselves, if they use those concepts, obviously, it's my whole career, and I'm happy to share it. Well, I, we appreciate it, and it's, it's, it's a great gift. You know, when you think about the cost, I was thinking maybe it's 10000 5000 and uh, wow, what a great gift to be able to give people. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, Thank that's you awesome. So if, is there any special charity or thing you're working on right now? Because I want to be able to give you – that was an educational piece. I don't want to call that a, a plug because that was just something you agreed to do, and I appreciate that. Sure. Well, give me a – is there a shameless plug you'd want to make for – For a charity? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I've been on 20 boards – I've got it down with about six or seven right now. For the last 12 years, I, I ring for the Salvation Army. Uh, do you do uh, you go out yeah. and do that? Yeah, and I'm creative, too, because if they drive up and put some money in my little red tin can, yeah. guess what? They get a hardcover book. They get a <laughs> are, are you get, giving they away get, a book? They, they get a $25 book. That's awesome. Oh, we have so much fun in Minneapolis, <laughs> outside of Byerly. i got to yeah. do that. I have to do something like yeah. that. That so, would be awesome. So Salvation Army is, is one, of course. Yeah. And then I... Uh, I, I live, eat, sleep, die, kill sports, yeah. but basketball, I'm on the board of trustees 
uh, of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh. And that's a just a wonderful Hall of Fame. Yeah. So those are my two charities out of the 20 that I've I've already been, you know, working hard on. Uh, if I had to only name two right this second, that's, for that's what I'd name. Well, that's great. Well, okay. it's been a pleasure having you. I want to thank you for the, all the things you've done. You're, you're, you know, you're a Hall of Famer all the way around. Sales, marketing, speaking, everywhere I turn, you've influenced millions and millions of lives. And I thank you for being on All Business. It's been wonderful to be with you. All right, my friend. Bye-bye. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, after every show, I like to do a little bit about what I learned. Let me tell you what I learned today is, man, does this guy keep working? And he doesn't need to. Why? And I thought it was great because he talked about one of his friends, Jack Welch, and the fact that he used the word boundless. This guy is boundless. And it's great when you can start to have that breakthrough. I talk about my book, Think Big, Act Bigger. I like the word relentless, but he's about being boundless. There's nothing you can't do. So think every single day, how can you be boundless? How can you be relentless? How can you go beyond and do anything you want to do? No one's limiting you. And that's what I learned today. Right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends. Check out Harvey McKay University. And don't forget that code, All Business. And this has been All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on CBSPlay.it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.